I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Today, we're continuing our focus on hospital at home. This episode is a rerun of my conversation with Travis Messina, CEO of Nashville, Tennessee-based Contessa. An update since we spoke in August, one of the hospitals Contessa partners with, Mount Sinai in New York, got permission to treat hospitalized Medicare patients at home. It's Tuesday, December 29th, and I'm Alex Olkin with GIST Healthcare Daily, where you get the headlines and health business and policy news in under 10 minutes. If you like the podcast, please leave us a review. It helps other listeners find the show. The hospital-at-home model has garnered a lot of interest since the COVID-19 pandemic has made a large percentage of patients wary of physically being in healthcare settings. Just in the last few weeks, hospital-at-home company Contessa announced its expanding programs with two existing health system partners, Ascension in Tennessee and Allegheny Health Network in western Pennsylvania. Contessa CEO Travis Messina says since March, he's had a lot of inbound interest from health systems, some of whom want to expand bed capacity to accommodate a potential surge in patients. And then those that I would say sort of had a moment of clarity or this uncanny ability to think strategically in the midst of a crisis that, hey, we need to incorporate this as part of our long-term strategy. But it's not a simple switch. Messina says starting a hospital-at-home program on your own is complicated. If I'm completely honest with, uh, with you and your listeners, I would say the number one question that we get from potential health system partners is why we should partner with Contessa as opposed to building it ourselves. He says it's really expensive to build up a program from scratch and requires a big culture shift among providers. For example, Mount Sinai in New York originally started a hospital-at-home program on its own, investing millions with the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services Innovation Center grant in 2014, but ended up partnering with Contessa in 2017. Mount Sinai spent several million dollars, operated their program for three years, and then ultimately had the ability to do a joint venture with Contessa, whereby you know, their investment is a fraction of that. I mean, you're talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars, yet they get to control um, a considerable portion of the earnings that are generated. And so from a return on invested capital perspective, it is a, you know, it's a much more attractive financial proposition for them. Secondly, the item that I would point to is the cultural mindset. If you take a hospital system whose entire DNA has been focused on identifying patients that need hospital level care and then admitting them to the floor, and now you ask them to do the complete opposite, it takes quite a while for them to figure out the best way to do that. So I asked Messina which acute care conditions work best to treat at home. If you try and identify which condition a patient has upon presentation, 
if you couldn't squarely place them into that condition and you couldn't admit them. So instead, we flip the process and we say, does this patient need inpatient level care? If yes, can we safely treat them in the home? And if the answer to that question is yes, then we'll figure out what condition it is later. And when you use that mindset and that approach, it really has the ability to apply to a much broader patient set. Now, that even includes some COVID-19 patients. But that wasn't initially the case. Ms. Sina says in the early days of the COVID-19 surge in the Northeast, there wasn't enough known about how to treat patients that Contessa and partnering health systems felt it was safe. But that changed quickly. Being partnered with Mount Sinai, unfortunately, or maybe fortunately for the long term, we quickly identified a way in which we could safely treat patients in our program that had tested positive for COVID-19. So now I can say in a number of markets, we are actively treating those in our program at home despite having a positive result for the virus. Messina says one of the most challenging parts of launching a hospital at home program is getting providers to shift their mindset and be comfortable treating patients ill enough to be admitted to the hospital remotely. That's really hard. Um, We've actually had physicians when we launched um, at new sites and we said, hey, this patient's great for hospital at home. They're, They're eligible to be admitted. And the physician, he or she would say, wait, you're telling me that they need to go upstairs, but you want to send them home? Uh, it, it makes for an interesting conversation. But one thing that is key to contest value proposition is the training and physician engagement that we do not only prior to launch, but on an ongoing basis. Messina says Contessa tries to keep the care model really similar to the way it is within the four walls of a hospital, which is why it relies heavily on registered nurses. It helps with physician adoption or clinician adoption. So the hospitalists are most typically the admitting providers, and those are the providers that are comfortable with hospital-level medicine. RNs are the ones that round on patients in the floor, and a hospital-at-home experience is akin to a patient being in a gym med bed or on a med surge floor. So we wanted to keep that, that workflow or that practice pattern intact. They are supported by that recovery care coordinator, who is also a registered nurse. Um, And think of them really as a virtual charge nurse. They're making sure that the care plan that the physician dictates is carried out according to his or her wishes. And then we support them with social work and in some instances, community paramedicine. Messina says patients, especially the ones who have been admitted to the hospital before, are pretty easy to convince that hospital at home is a good option. He says currently, on average, about 10% of inpatient admissions from the health plans that Contessa contracts with are into hospital at home programs. Most patients that are admitted to these programs still come through the emergency department, but that's not the only way. He says patients can be admitted directly from physician and urgent care clinics and soon from virtual visits. The analogy that we often use in terms of what the potential of hospital at home is, we hope to replicate uh, the same impact that ambulatory surgery centers had on the industry. So if you rewind back to the late 70s and early 80s, some physicians in Phoenix really launched the first ambulatory surgery center. And it was really tough because they had to go and get health plans to reimburse them for these procedures. And they had a very finite number of procedures that where they felt comfortable performing them in that outpatient setting. And so in the early 80s, surgical volume in the United States on an outpatient basis represented about 8% of total surgical volume. But then Medicare approved it, and physicians became more comfortable operating in that setting. Patients realized it was an acceptable site. And if you fast forward to about 2005 or 2006, two-thirds of all surgical volume was done on an outpatient basis. And now you have things like total hip replacements and total knee replacements being performed there. And we think hospital at home can have the exact same impact on healthcare that ambulatory surgery centers have had. 
you need Medicare and you need physician adoption. And so we're, we're pushing to drive all three of those. One of the biggest challenges to the model is, of course, reimbursement. Contessa has some contracts with private insurers and managed care arrangements, but fee-for-service Medicare has yet to reimburse for hospital-at-home. One of the biggest challenges of hospital-at-home historically has been um, the challenges to scale, which I would say stem exclusively from the lack of reimbursement. So Contessa focused extensively out of the gate or since our founding on how can we create a sustainable reimbursement model and a you know, a sustainable economic model for the partnerships. The model makes the most economic sense for hospitals and insurers that are in capitated risk arrangements because they're incentivized to care for a patient in the most cost-effective way. Any savings is profit for the payer and or the provider. It's because then your hospital-at-home program, in essence, becomes the cheapest hospital in a network. And that's why we structure our managed care contracts as a 30-day risk arrangement because it allows our health system partners that are not at risk, that are not capitated or on their own health plan, um, to move into risk and have a compelling financial proposition outside of the fee-for-service world. I asked Messina to explain how Contessa and health systems make money from hospital-at-home programs. So we create equity joint ventures with health systems. Um, Typically, they're all 50-50 deals. I mean, it's important to us that we have that commitment from the health system that this is a long-term initiative because to change that behavior, it takes time. Um, So we fund those joint ventures with capital. Contessa puts in uh, money alongside our partners, and those entities then go secure risk arrangements with managed care organizations. Uh, Medicare fee-for-service doesn't cover hospital at home, so we focus pretty exclusively on Medicare Advantage plans, but do have contracts with commercial, uh, even some managed Medicaid contracts. That joint venture receives reimbursement. We then pay out the providers that render care to patients in the hospital at home program. And then whatever earnings is left over after we cover administrative costs are split um, according to that ownership percentage of the specific joint venture. Messina says figuring out how long it takes a hospital to break even or make money from a hospital at home program depends on a few factors. One is how many patients are admitted and two, what the payer mix of the market is like. So depending upon that fragmentation, that really plays an impact on the amount of time as it relates to the return invested capital. That being said, we have demonstrated the ability to return a considerable amount of the capital invested within a two-year time frame. And by considerable amount, we've returned nearly 100% in one of our partnerships uh, within two years. The reason we didn't go to the full 100% is because we retained capital to fund growth initiatives. On a specific break-even basis, I would say it takes us about 12, in some instance, 15 admissions a month from a single admitting site. With the growing number of seniors enrolling in Medicare Advantage, Messina says there are plenty of markets where hospital at home makes financial sense for health systems. 22 million, or about a third of U.S. seniors, were enrolled in MA in 2019, and that number is expected to reach half in the next decade. The white whale is getting traditional Medicare to reimburse for hospital care in the home, not only because there are more than 60 million seniors in the program, but also because commercial insurers tend to follow Medicare's lead. Messina says he thinks the agency is close. I think that Medicare is is truly trying to move things pretty quickly. I think they have to be commended for the efforts that they've done in the face of the pandemic, right? They've, They've relieved a number of regulations that are quite restrictive. Um, And if I think specifically about hospital at home, they have come very close to making it acceptable for Medicare fee-for-service beneficiaries. As you can imagine, there's a lot of regulation that goes into making sure that hospital care is done appropriately. And to 
think of all the different things that need to be addressed in order to make hospital at home covered, it, it's quite extensive. Um, so the comment that I would make specifically, do I think they will get there? I do. I feel confident that they are truly working to make hospital at home viable, mainly because they're looking at patients in America who are withholding care right now. I mean, it's a known fact that emergency department volumes are down considerably and patients have a fear of going into institutional settings. And that's only going to complicate matters. And so making options where they previously didn't exist, um, they've demonstrated a willingness to move in that direction as, a, as evidenced by the regulations they've used on telehealth. So I think that that was a tremendous step forward um, towards making hospital at home approved for Medicare beneficiaries. Understandably, they have a little bit more to go um, because one thing you don't want to do, and it's definitely a consideration of Contessa, is you don't want to have unnecessary utilization of hospital at home. You don't want to take patients that could have been treated in the emergency room and sent home or even been treated in the clinic and then put them into a hospital at home experience because ultimately that's just going to cause more costs for the system and that's not our goal. And so finding that right balance of how do you appropriately identify, how do you make sure clinicians meet the standard of care that is required of, of this type of model, um, those are all important elements that you have to solve for before you can open it up to those beneficiaries. Contessa has been taking calculated steps to show Medicare that the model is safe and effective, one of which is proving that this can be done in a rural setting. So we have three examples that are very rural. Um, so the Marshfield Clinic is a town, uh, it operates in a town of about 18,000 people, has a primary service area of about 30,000 square miles. Prisma Health um, in South Carolina has a number of rural um, markets that it serves. And then with Ascension St. Thomas here in Nashville, as you can imagine, Middle Tennessee has some pretty significant rural communities. And so the primary difference relates to the geography that you can serve. You have to be within a certain radius of a tertiary or quaternary acute care facility in case of a complication with that patient so that you can get them back into the hospital safely. Um, and so in a rural setting, that geography is much, much broader as opposed to our partnership with Mount Sinai in New York. We literally have zip codes that we cover within Manhattan uh, where we can service patients because as you can imagine, things take uh, quite a bit longer to, to go a few blocks as opposed to Nashville. You, know, you can live 30 or 40 miles away and still be safe um, from an admitting site perspective. The virtual care space is getting more crowded with companies trying to capitalize on the popularity and relaxed regulations. When announcing a merger between virtual care company Teladoc and chronic disease management company Lavongo, executives said they plan to offer virtual care along a whole continuum, including hospital-level care in the home. And Messina says that's a good thing. When you have more entrance into the market or into the model, um, so to speak, it shows that it is an acceptable form of care. You think about hospital care, I mean, there's over a trillion dollars of hospital spend on an annual basis in America. That's that's a really large market. And so having others come in shows that it is a scalable model. I think it creates a number of different business models, if you will, to demonstrate that the perceived lack of scalability and the perceived lack of reimbursement, which obviously we've demonstrated is not the case, um, is no longer a perception. But the reality is there are viable business models that are sustainable. And so having more entrance into the market, I think, is a good thing. That was Travis Messina, CEO of Nashville, Tennessee-based hospital-at-home company Contessa. My colleagues at Just Healthcare have been doing a lot of research about hospital-at-home, which is one end of a continuum of care that can be delivered anywhere, 
Building a comprehensive home-based care model requires technology, a way to provide services like labs and diagnostics, and a flexible workforce. Read more of their insights at gisthealthcare.com or click the link in the show notes for this episode. Thanks for listening to Just Healthcare Daily. I'm Alex Olkin. You can check out more insights on healthcare business and policy news on JustHealthcare.com. Just Healthcare Daily is an independent production of Just Healthcare. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.